Tonight, after some confusion by fans, Ric Flair says he won't be at the Royal Rumble. But the question now is, will The Rock? A legendary wrestler in AEW says next year will be his last year in the ring. Another WWE return is coming, and it could bring some sanity to the main roster. FTR get the opportunity they've been waiting for. Plus, amid weeks of backstage controversy filling our feeds, we take a deep dive in on AEW TV. What's working? What isn't? SNME's Dan the Mouth Lavransky and Joe Aguinaldo will help break it all down. That's all on the way on Sunday night's main event. We love professional wrestling. Acknowledge me. This is Sunday night's main event. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Because you love something fresh in you, don't you? We deserve better, people. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Do I have everybody's attention now? My God, what an impact. Hey, I'm Mike McGuire. Welcome to Canada's Wrestling Radio Show, Sunday night's main event. Powered by Great Lakes Beer, a fiercely independent brewery. Order online at greatlakesbeer.com. This show is always available to you free on the air on TSN Radio, the iHeartRadio and News Talk Networks, and through several affiliate stations everywhere. You can also find us online at snmeradio.com. If you miss the show, you can get the show early as well, including extended episodes, full-length interviews, daily podcasts, and a bunch more covering wrestling, music, trivia, and all sorts of fun stuff. For about a buck a week, patreon.com slash SNME radio helps us keep the lights on here and keep giving you our best content. Every week, we like to go through some of the biggest stories from the past seven days. We call this tidy little package the five count. Let's go. You want to hear the breaking news? Ric Flair is now saying he is not going to be appearing at WWE's Royal Rumble, at least not as of now. A little over a week ago, Rick did say this to Conrad Thompson, friend of the show, on his To Be The Man podcast. I don't know if you saw this, but this is the biggest gate in the history of Royal Rumble. They passed five million bucks. Wait till the ticket sales go on in Philadelphia and they hear I'm going to be there. Oh, <laughs> are we allowed to talk about that? Hell yeah. They didn't say don't tell anybody. So if you go back and listen, Flair said that he would be in Philadelphia not Texas, where the Alamo Dome and the 2023 Royal Rumble are going to be happening. To be fair, he did mention around the same time that Conrad and Rick were talking about ticket sales for the Royal Rumble. So, Flair did take to this week's edition of To Be The Man to clear matters up. Of course, social media screwed that up. I have not been invited to the Rumble. I'm going, <laughs> God, I am go- I'm going to San Antonio to sign autographs separately with Bitterman the day of the rumble yes <laughs> i'm not i was not invited to the rumble however if they want me to put my gear on like a last match and yeah, you know listen I'm, to you <laughs> little surprise number 30 <laughs> yeah why not anyway like flair said he will be doing an independent signing event the day of the rumble which means he'll probably be invited by wwe that night to if nothing else woo in the crowd or something That'll be a nice change, though. People actually have a reason to be wooing. Not like when you go to a wrestling show and people are just wooing randomly before the show even starts. Y'all know who you are. Roman Reigns is reportedly out of action right now due to an inner ear injury. There was some rumbling that Roman took an unplanned shot to the ear from Kevin Owens during the War Games match last weekend. There's no word if it is, in fact, a ruptured eardrum or some other kind of inner ear problem, but... It does explain why we haven't seen Reigns on Raw or SmackDown since the Survivor Series. It doesn't sound like this is a long-term or career-threatening injury, though, so the Tribal Chief 
Should be back making us acknowledge him very soon. Peterborough's Robert Roode is recovering from a neck fusion surgery. Bobby Roode and his shredded abs haven't been in the ring or on WWE TV since this past June. However, this past week, he revealed that he had a C5 and C6 vertebrae neck fusion. Now, this is similar to the kind that Edge had before his career was cut short the first time around. Recovery is still expected to be at least a few months. We're sending our very best out to the glorious one. We don't talk a lot of MMA on this show, but this is a fascinating story that's been triggered by two Canadian provinces taking action to ban betting on UFC after the wake of an investigation. Provinces of Ontario and Alberta here in Canada were the first to suspend any kind of betting on UFC fights after an investigation into a coach possibly rigging matches. James Krause is under investigation for allegedly indirectly laying wagers down on a match involving one of his fighters. Now, this was a dark horse bet at best on what was essentially a prelim match. The Nevada Athletics Commission is still investigating, and any fighters who train under Kraus are not permitted to compete in any UFC events moving forward. And all eyes are on where William Regal is going to end up after being struck by MJF with brass knucks on this past Wednesday's AEW Dynamite. Rumors have been swirling that Regal either enacted an out clause or has chosen not to renew a deal with AEW. Now, Regal was one of the key figures in NXT under Paul Levesque's initial management, and Levesque did tweet a photo of Regal during the Survivor Series War Games PLE. There's no news as to how long Regal may resurface, either back in AEW or on WWE TV. Coming up, another story we didn't get to talk about last week because it was happening right as we were going to air. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat made his return to the ring. We're going to talk about that with Dave Meltzer, as well as a bunch of other subjects, plus SNME original Dan the Mouth Lebransky, along with his All Elite Weekly co-host Joe Aguinaldo, join me to talk about the latest AEW rating struggles. We look into the shows themselves, find out what's working, what isn't, and get some of your feedback as well. Chat wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday Night's Main Event Group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio. You're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. Sunday Night's Main Event is brought to you by Great Lakes Beer, a fiercely independent brewery. Black as night, light as a full moon, deep in character. Little is known about the guardian that protects the Great Lakes Stout. His nobility is as thick as his mustache, which belies the essence of the beer he defends. Through this mystery, what one can gather is, with this traditional dry stout, you'll finally vanquish the illusion that dark means heavy. Congratulations, you just found your new session stout. Find a selection of Great Lakes beer at your local LCBO or order online at greatlakesbeer.com. Sunday night's main event is crowdfunded. You can support the show by joining our Patreon just visit patreon.com slash SNME radio. Patreon.com slash SNME radio. It's time! It's time! It's time for the Wrestling Observer Insider with Dave Meltzer on Sunday night's main event. Well, it's been a few weeks since we got to hear this man here on Sunday night's main event, but glad to have you back, Dave Meltzer. First of all, how was Hawaii? Hawaii was fantastic. I had a great time. Have you been there before? Not in decades but when i was a little kid i went a couple of times to see wrestling and roller derby there in the, the heyday i went to a couple of shows at the uh 
HIC Arena, which is now the Blaisdell Center, and and Honolulu Civic Auditorium as well, which was, no longer exists. Did you so, see any wrestling this time around? Uh, no. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't even know if they have any. I mean, I guess they do because I saw the Von Erickson. They told me that they wrestle on the island from time to time, but I don't. I didn't even see any sign of any wrestling. But you know, back then, obviously, it was uh, territory. They ran three shows a week. You know, they were full time territory and one of the better ones. And the schedule that they had was fantastic because travel was minimal. You had every day at the beach. I'm just hearing you talk about all this and realize where I am this week. We have two nights ahead of us where it's supposed to be minus 35 Celsius. Oh, my so God. Minus 35 below freezing. And yeah, so I'm just. Yeah. Wow. Hope wow, you had wow, a good wow. time, man. Hope you had a good time. <laughs> man, that's that's cold. All right. Well, let's catch up a bit here. I mean, there's a lot that's happened since we last spoke. One of the biggest stories, though, happened as we were putting the show to air last week, and that was the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat return match. It was uh, the Dragon with FTR taking on Jay Lethal, Brock Anderson, and Nick Aldis. Um, any feedback you got from that show? Well, I, I saw I saw the match. And, yeah. Um, it was a good match. I mean, I was amazed at how good Ricky Steamboat looked. I mean, he could... Like like afterwards, and I think Tony Khan even made a mention of it, that, like, you know, hey, they would love to have him for a match. And I when I saw it, it was like... You know, he could go on TV. He could have a match that everybody would like. You know, I was amazed how well he moved. He had some real health problems and he did say he was over them, but yeah. he had some real health problems about a dozen years ago or 10 years, whatever it was when he had the brain aneurysm. And then he had about two or maybe even more because I remember seeing him and he told me was, he had some bad years there recovering from it, but he looks great. He wrestled great. He didn't move like an older guy. Um, no, he you know, was pretty fluid. He was pretty great. Still got the great arm drags and everything. Got the arm drag. But I mean, it was really his selling that was like the key. He sold and built the match and built the hot tag really smart. And, you know, Jay Lethal was a great opponent for him because Jay Lethal just went out there and did Randy Savage. It was a good wrestling match and everybody was happy for an independent show. It was probably a great wrestling match and it was 0% sad. And that's all you want out of something like this is something that makes you happy. And that match, I watched it and made me happy. So you just don't want to leave feeling icky. Exactly. All right. Yeah, I have. And obviously there's been many times I've seen older guys in there where you do. So now we speak about another veteran talent who everybody's talking about, and that is William Regal. He was seemingly written off of Dynamite this past week with the big shot to the back of the head from MJF, wearing the brass knucks. They've talked about brain bleeds, all these other things. They, they've seemingly taken him out. Now, I know you've kind of had to go back and forth on this story a little bit here because the details haven't been fully clear, but where do we stand right now on knowing what could be happening in the immediate future for one William Regal. Well, I mean, he's going to WWE, and that's always been the case. As far as like what the contract situation is, I will say the direct source who should know told me that it was that his contract was expiring. There was certainly a lot of talk of a three-year deal when he signed. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, you know, WWE people told me that there was an opt clause, and that's what it was. But whatever it was, you know, he had an opt out. He was able to leave, and then he left. I mean, I was surprised that they pushed him so hard on the way out, but that was the booking that they came up with. Um, I was surprised to see him back on TV after the Moxley run, runaway promo. Well, that was the booking call. Okay, well, we'll see what happens, I guess. I mean, NXT is presumably where he's going to end up if he ends up anywhere, right? I don't know. I don't even know that that's necessarily the case. I mean, really? because, you know, he's very tight with Paul and Paul may want him for the main roster. And there's a million, you know, he could be. He has a reputation for being very brilliant when it comes to wrestling. I know him well enough to know his knowledge of wrestling history in the UK is fantastic and can listen to him. And, you know, he knows this business incredibly well. There's a million different jobs that the guy can do. I don't think that it's necessarily NXT. Another thing people are getting ready 
ready and excited for the Royal Rumble next month in San Antonio. Uh, there is a whole thing about Ric Flair where fans misinterpreted him saying he was going to be at the Rumble. Uh, he oh, yeah, no. I, he, they'll never put him in a match. No, no. <laughs> we you we kind of had Vin, fun with it last week. but uh, I mean, Vin, Vin, Vince, Vince, when he did the retirement match, that's the mm-hmm. one step that Vince was like, we will never go back on. And, and you know, Rick will never wrestle in WWE. So he went elsewhere to wrestle, yeah. essentially. But, yeah, he's going to be there. He will not be uh, in the Royal Rumble. No way. So let's talk about three big names that are rumored to be there. Of course, The Rock is top of everybody's mind with Roman Reigns still being the champion. Uh, John Cena has been tossed around out there. And of course, we're all thinking that we're going to see Cody Rhodes back then. Do you have any status on Cody and whether or not he's going to be one of the last participants in the Rumble? I I, I couldn't tell you 100%, but he's doing great. The timetable would be that he should be ready, you know, before the rumble. I mean, he, if it was me booking, I would hold him off, presuming he will be ready before the rumble and he can do the rumble for Cena. I think it's probably best to just do WrestleMania. I don't mm-hmm. see him being in the rumble and being thrown out to be in anyone's benefit, but I mean, he may want to do it. And if he wants to do it, they're certainly not going to say no. And as far as Dwayne, you know, I mean, it's like if you had the pie in the sky scenario, of course, he wins the rumble and challenges Roman, but there's a million different factors. That's the pie in the sky. I mean, it's I think like- it'd be interesting to juxtaposition, though, going back to the Royal Rumble where Reigns won and Rocky came out and gave him the arm up and everybody was booing yeah. and then position that opposite of today where maybe even Reigns wins his title match. And maybe Rock shows up there and challenges him. Like, like I guess it could go either way. But you, you, there's, there's, there's a lot of different scenarios that you can do. I mean, that's one of the ones discussed. My impression is that he certainly has not committed to to that show. And mm-hmm. as far as Mania goes, I don't even know if that's 100% committed to. Obviously, it's you know the Rock and Roman Reigns in Los Angeles has been talked about for at least two years, maybe longer, but two years that I'm aware of. And it's just up to... Him, his schedule, how he feels. He's got to make the commitment to train for wrestling if he's going to do a WrestleMania match because he's not going to yeah. do a four-minute match. He's got a million things on his plate. But if he's ever going to do another match, this would be it. You know, The I only mean, other he, thing I find interesting around that timing is we had Brian Gortz on the show a while back when he released his book, and I asked him flat out, you know, you got any plans for January to April? And Gortz was kind of coy about it and said, well, we do have the XFL launching. The, and- the XFL launching, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that could be a thing too, but uh, I guess we'll see what happens as that shakes down the road. Okay, speaking of Rhodeses, yesterday at a show, a kind of an indie show, Dustin Rhodes took to the microphone and announced that 2023 was going to be his last year as a wrestler. For people that only know this iteration of Dustin Rhodes or obviously Gold Dust through the decades here, I mean, he started literally as a teenager with yeah. his dad. This is a career that's had tremendous ups and downs would it be safe to say that dustin Rhodes could be ending on a high note now i hope so i mean the one thing i will say every time that i've seen dustin perform uh in the last year or so you know last couple of years um his performance has always been good to great so he's not going out you know where it's just like oh god it's please retire you know it's the exact opposite he's done really good he's modernized his way of working while retaining what he knows i mean i think he's a really good worker um you know, it's just a question of, you know, how the body feels. And, you know, the thing is, again, because you're talking about when he started so long ago, he's been doing this for 34 years and he's had very, very hard schedules um, for many of those years. He can do it. The intelligence is obviously there to work, but only he knows how he feels. I don't want to say I'm sorry to see him go because next year he'll be 54 years old. So well, he's had a great run. I, I think that especially considering what was happening in the 90s with him, where everybody kind of thought that things were going to be 
he, he a lot he, worse. You know, he, I think he's kind of not only redeemed himself as a wrestler, but I think he's kind of come around as a person in a way where he's probably feeling a lot better about everything in his life. Let's talk about another guy now who is said to be coming back to WWE. Boy, Impact Wrestling, they sure like to, uh, when they write off a character, they go all out. I got to so. say this about the Eric Young thing. Okay. If WWE or AEW would have done that angle, people would have excoriated them. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was just like, and I have no idea why. I mean, I know, I know Impact did that before once with some, with somebody else. And something, uh, something wasn't it? Wasn't it the Bunny or Allie or somebody? Yeah, uh, might. I was. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it might have been Allie. But I just yeah. remember that they did. They did that angle before. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, Impact Wrestling this past week had Eric Young facing off against Cody Deaner. They looked like they were in some sort of a prison or an interrogation room. And they, I, I don't know the storyline well enough, honestly, but I do know that they were part of a faction together. Yeah, violent by design. And yeah. by the end of it, Cody Deaner pulls what appears to be a shank out, like an actual knife. And the implication is that he stabbed Eric Young to death. Yes. <laughs> okay, you're looking for anything for attention, but my God. You know, they've done that stuff in Lucha Underground, too, and I don't think it worked there either. But no. um, I could see, you know, when you're batting around ideas, somebody would come up with something that wacky and go, hey, how about this? I can't see anyone going like, this is stupid. And it, somehow it got through. I'm sorry. It's not, you know, I, I just thought that was a absolutely terrible way to do it. All right. We're talking to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com. You had put out a report in the newsletter talking about how Punk is seemingly ready to move on. We're talking about CM Punk and AEW, his relationship there. Uh, the word is, is that uh, no interest in coming back. I, you know, again, six months from now, who knows? I, I mean, I really strongly don't think he will be back. But, you know, a lot can happen. A lot can happen in months and you can smooth things over. You never say 100 percent because um, there are so many people who I thought would never do something that years later did. Past the fact that, you know, like I said, you know, he if he's going to get released, he's accepting that. and. Mm -hmm. you know fine and can go to wwe i guess i mean i'll tell you what with with wwe hiring everyone and and it being mania season i don't know that they would take him if you're making the decision based on money you take him that's um, the thing your- with with this whole thing i've been saying it for weeks if AEW lets him go or if he leaves and nothing happens with this i, I think it's just a dump truck full of money that's just going to stay parked and nobody's going to claim it and i think that there's just a huge opportunity to to miss out on just being professional and make a ton of money and give the fans what they want to see and that is a legit blood feud between these guys because well you know i mean like in a perfect world that's what you would do but there really is there's really a lot of bitterness and yeah. and it's going to take a lot to overcome it and i don't expect it to be overcome but i will presume that he doesn't get released until he's healthy and then at that point then they probably all have to make a decision on what's going to happen you know i mean is he worth it for the money he's getting for his licensing rights alone no he's not but but his licensing rights you know for the video game and everything it's something it's a reason to have him it's it's a story that still has a lot to play out but nothing's playing out for the next five months is my gut and then at that point that's fair at that point who knows what will happen but i just remember how much steve austin was buried and never be back and they all told me we will never do a business with him again and and at that point you know my thing was is yes you will and you really shouldn't be burying him because he's going to be back in a year and it's like, no, Vince will never do business with him again. And it's like, whoever thought Here we are Bret 20 Hart years would, later and it's still happening. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever thought Bret Hart would, would come back to, to WWE, you know, and, and he did. 
So so CM Punk to AEW, it's not nearly as bitter as that exit. It could be a great boost and a hot shot to help these ratings, though. And this is the one thing we're going to end on today, Dave, is we have Dan the Mouth Lavransky and Joe Aguinaldo standing by. We're going to take a look at not behind the scenes. We're going to talk about AEW TV as a whole and forgetting about all the the stuff we know backstage, what we're liking and what we think could use some help on AEW TV. Probably the biggest shocker that hit me was this past Friday, the announcement that out of nowhere, FTR are finally getting their tag team title shot against the acclaimed. Is this just a, a reason to try and hot shot and fix some of these numbers? Uh, no, no, they've been they've been they've been building that for months. I mean, uh, they the acclaimed. There's yeah, been no interaction between these guys at all. No, no, that they they did a thing where they looked at each other, glared at the belts. They've been they've been well, doing things. yeah, but they've this, been is, doing this is hardly a feud. It's not a feud. It's the beginning of a feud. It's the first match. I knew that they were doing FTR and the acclaimed when they did that match with um FTR and Strickland and Lee for the shot. Right. And FTR lost, and even before that, I mean, they had started teasing. They had started teasing this a couple of months ago. I knew they were going there. I didn't know it was going to be this Wednesday. I would have certainly shot that angle, you know, last Wednesday rather than Friday. But just remind people. Exactly. That's the thing. There's no there's no active memory of of the fans that are watching all this stuff thrown at them all the time. And I'm saying, you know, you're you're a guy. I think you remember almost everything you encounter. I don't know if you have an eidetic memory or not, but you're you're probably pretty close. And it's one of those things where if I'm watching all this other stuff, I'm going, where the hell are FTR? And and they'll come out once in a while and they'll do the thing. They did the thing with Spears in Toronto. They've done some other things since then. But but there's no real story here. I mean, what they could have had with the Bucks is one thing. What they could have had with Swerve Strickland and uh, and Keith Lee could have been something. Well, they, they they did the match, which the idea of the match was. They did the match, that, yeah. But I mean, what else they, is there? There's they no, did the match for them. They did the match for the number one contendership. They lost with the idea that you want to see the other match, but you aren't getting it so you're getting this match again um for the pay-per-view and then you're building to the other match so it was always in the cards it's been like they've done little hints when they did the eight-man tag um with uh, where they went against swerve and um and keith lee and the gun the gun brothers which was weeks ago right. when it was over and they won they were staring at the belts and staring at each other and it was that at that point is very clear we're doing a match so it's been it's it hasn't been hit every week and 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 probably should have been hit more, but it has been hit and it's been teased for quite a while, actually. So it's not. Well, Dax, Dax had tweeted out that they had become number one contenders back in April and they finally get their shot this Wednesday. So, you know, and like, let's face it, they should have been on the last pay-per-view in some form. And and I even the pay-per-view <laughs> before when they were in the six man, I thought they should have been in, in, in a regular tag and there were different opponents and the gun brothers. They've been doing little things with and still have not done a, a regular tag match with them. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know why that's been that's been teased over and over. And the gun brothers were dressing like them and everything. And it's like, OK, well, I, I think you've just given us the finish to the match on Wednesday. I think that's exactly what's going to be is that there's not going to be a finish and and the guns will somehow get involved and this is going to go on even longer. But that's well, I mean, the, that's the one is, man's prediction anyway. So, well, I mean, the thing is, is the match on Wednesday has to build to the pay-per-view on the 10th because they have to defend the ring of honor tag team titles on the 10th. Yeah. So you got to shoot something to get to that thing. So it, it could be the gun brothers that I thought it was going to be Bennett and uh, Taven and they've just disappeared, but maybe they're going to come back this Wednesday. So that's another a potential opponent and which, and that's a match that, they started to build for when Bennett and Taven and Maria showed up mm-hmm. and then they just disappeared and have not followed up. So it's like another thing. It's like, is what, whatever happened to this? So, I mean, that's one of the problems is, is that they do so many storylines, but then they're dropped and then they're picked up later. And that is a problem without a doubt. 
you know, because like I said, like I should even even if the match is not announced, we should know who FDR is defending the titles against on the 10th. We're only a couple, you know, we're six days away. Um, we should know that even if it's not announced, because just we've seen the angle build and we don't know. I mean, it could be the guns. It could be the acclaimed. It could be, um, you know, Taven and Bennett. Um, you know, it probably can't be the Briscoes because they've already done that one twice and won both times. Although that would be, you know, could be Aussie open for all we know. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And bring those guys in after that match in England. I should know, even if it's not announced. And I don't let's know. get Kai and Ty back together. Let's just throw anybody in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Dave, we've gone over time today, so I want to thank you, sir, as always. Uh, WrestlingObserver.com is where you can read Dave's newsletter every week. Tons of great details in there. Tons of great stats as well. And Dave, we'll catch you again next week, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, have a great week. Coming up next, Dan the Mouth Lebransky, Joe Aguinaldo, and I, we pick apart AEW TV a little more just based on what's on screen. We're going to hear some of their thoughts and your thoughts next on Sunday night's main event. This is Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. If you're a fan of Sunday night's main event, check out WrestlingObserver.com, a daily podcast, multiple podcasts per day, with hosts Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, and a number of others. You get a full library of podcasts dating back to 2005, over 9,000 shows, hundreds of back issues of Dave's Wrestling Observer newsletter dating back to 1991, and so much more. Don't miss out. Check it out today, WrestlingObserver.com. This is Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. And welcome back to Sunday Night's Main Event. I'm Mike McGuire, and now I'm joined by two esteemed members of the SNME Radio panel. The family, if you would. The bloodline. Can we go that far? <laughs> sure. Oh, Why yeah. not? Dan the Mouth Lavransky and Joe Aguinaldo. You know them as the old bleeps or the hosts of All Elite Weekly. Remember, fellas, we're on the radio, so we can't, uh, yeah. we can't go about our normal cussy ways. I'll, yeah. I'll try to rein it in. Best <laughs> I can, All right. Well, fellas, here's the thing this week. I wanted to talk about AEW in a way that I feel a lot of wrestling shows don't talk about AEW anymore. And that is based on what's actually happening on screen. For the last, let's face it, four or five months, we've all been wrapped up around what's been going on backstage, who's going where. We have talked already to Dave Meltzer about the Regal situation and all this. We, that, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, okay? All the stuff that happens behind the scenes, contracts, what we've been seeing is that numbers ratings-wise for AEW have kind of been on a downward slope as of late. At the same time, it seems like they're in a bit of an upswing in trying to reestablish some new talent and sort of things. So even taking talk like that out of it, I want to go down some of the angles here. And of course, we have to start on top and that is with mjf as our aew world champion how do we feel about this and and what do we like about mjf as world champion and what do we not like about mjf mouth let's start with you to me this is classic like old school rick flair you know he comes out he's 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 um managed to basically steal the title very rarely wrestles he comes out he cuts the killer promos on people now, with what happened this week, I'm actually intrigued to see where the angle goes next and what happens next. But honestly, he can cut great promos. He can always get a reaction out of the audience, although I guess it's half heel, half face. It's hard to sometimes with him. But honestly, he's one. I, I still think he's one of the highlights of the show. And I, I think it's good at this point that he's a strong focus because I really think that's what a lot of fans want to see. And for a while there, he wasn't. 
And now with him with the title, I think as a strong focus, I think it's it's a good thing. I always think about Ric Flair, like you said, coming out in the fine suits and the paraphernalia with the rings and the watches and everything. The girls. <laughs> MJF's got the ring. He's got the Conor McGregor better than you suit now, which he's got yep. all, all the small text on there. <laughs> Joe, how do you feel about MJF as your AEW world champion? Uh, I, I agree with pretty much everything Dan said. My, I'm going to say the one thing I'm going to be watching, what are his next challenges or matches going to look like, his next programs? Remember when Wardlow beat MJF and he was the hottest thing in wrestling? And then all of a sudden, there was nothing. He All of a sudden, he didn't. he wasn't doing anything of relevance. Now, I don't think that'll happen with MJF, but that's what I'm looking out for. The Wardlow thing might be an apples and oranges thing, though, because Wardlow can now be set up as a future challenge to MJF, whereas MJF is the guy. He's the guy with the target on his back now, so to speak. Everybody wants that championship. So he's away from Joe pretty soon. The TNT title, they're going to have another match for that, presumably in the future between him and Joe. And after that, we'll see where Wardlow and MJF end up together. But fair on both points there. Okay. Some of the big feuds going on in AEW or some of the champions. Uh, let's start with John Moxley and Adam Page. Now that Page has come back after that uh, scary incident in the ring a couple weeks back, he's now challenging Moxley for a fight here. Does this feud interest either of you? Joe, this time we'll start with you. Actually, yeah. Um, it's instant storyline, right? Like they're, they're in, in the All Elite Weekly podcast, Dan and I will always say stuff like, using the reality to push the work. Well, to me, this is an example of that where Paige got hurt during a match with Mox accidentally, of course, but he comes back. They're going to use that as a storyline. And uh, I, I was certainly uh, intrigued by that. Um, I like Adam Page too. You know, both guys can go. So yeah, looking forward to, to, to this program. Mouth is Adam Page a tough enough guy for you now that he's gunning after John Moxley. <laughs> well, I do think, like Joe said, it is a natural angle coming off the injury that was um, sustained by Page. So, and that, and that's one thing that I love about AEW. As if something happens to them, they don't run from it. They try to incorporate it and make it part of the story if it's feasible. I really enjoyed the segment to set this all up. I loved how simple it was on the mm-hmm. TV where the Moxley comes out. He says, "Anybody want to challenge me?" We haven't seen Page for a while. He comes running out. You do a big pull apart. Like everything set, you've got the story. The announcers did a great job at filling us in on the backstory and let us know what was going on and stuff like that. The only thing that I thought was weird is the way Moxley kind of just has left the regal MJF stuff all behind. I just kind of thought that was awfully abrupt. He just came out and did these, you know, very kind of almost generic. I need someone. I'll challenge anybody in the back. And there was nothing about MJF, nothing about regal. So that I thought was kind of weird. I really thought they would do a little bit more with that, but that's the direction they went. So, but as a, as a feud for the two of them, I think it's good. Now who goes over? That's the interesting question. Yeah. We'll see there. I think this could be a case too, where Moxley's another guy where we could always go back to with MJF, much like Wardlow, right? Where MJF is going to have that target coming out from all directions. And I think it's better that a champion has more than one person coming after him. Now for Moxley, he's got to get his contendership back up. He's got to get it back up there. So yeah, give me a match. Give me a fight. That's all right. I'm with you, Dan. I was happy to have Adam Page not speak. Um, and <laughs> It I, wasn't I needed. It wasn't needed. Nothing against the guy, but I find that whenever he tries to cut those impassioned promos, it's worked once out of many attempts 
And <laughs> I just I can't buy into him being an angry, tough guy after everything else we've seen him do over the last couple of years. So right. I'd rather have him come out, just shut up and fight, and and that works. So that's good there. Okay, there's a ton of championships floating around in this company. There's the Ring of Honor championships floating through this company. Which to you, besides the world championship, is the most premier, most focused on title in AEW right now? Which one garners the most attention for you? Not the one you feel deserves the push, but what's the one you go, okay, I want to see what happens next with this stream. And uh, Mouth, we'll start with you this time. Uh, it has to be the trios titles for me. I mean, especially now with this best of seven uh, match series to get the title. To me, it seems to be the only title I look forward to seeing it defended over the next few shows and how they play, how this plays out. TNT title. I mean, it's cool that Joe has it, but I don't think it really means anything. All Atlantic title uh, means nothing. So, yeah, I don't know. To me, the trios title seems, and I guess with the Bucks coming in, Kenny coming back too, that's expected that it's going to get a bit more focus. But that's the really the only title outside the world title that I'm interested in at the moment. Joe, how about you? What title are you watching besides the world championship? You know, I kind of dreaded when you asked that question, because when I <laughs> my, no, seriously, my first reaction was nothing like none of them. Right. <clears throat> Maybe actually. No, I don't even want to say that. OK, so <laughs> I, you got to pick something, man. You got to. pick. No, something. No, OK, so so I, I'm going to say at this moment, I agree with Dan, the trios title because of the death triangle versus the elite best of seven matches. But the only other title I'd probably be interested in is, is the AEW tag title and only if FTR finally get into the mix. Well, so I guess, they, they I guess you missed the announcement because on Friday on Rampage, it was announced that they're actually getting the shot on Dynamite against the Acclaimed this Wednesday. So that match is actually going to be happening. No build whatsoever for this okay. match. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but again, that's great. I'm excited. But to me, that's a build to a pay-per-view that you got to yeah. do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, make me want that match. I'm excited to see FTR go. Like, like now that, I've, that I know, I'm excited that they're going for it. But it's like, really? That's how they announced it on a rampage that like yeah. 400,000 people watching. You know what I mean? All right. Um, so, yeah. like, All right. Get again. a little too easy now, Joe. We're keeping all that stuff out. We're just right, talking right, about okay. what's <laughs> on TV. So I'll go. I'll go trios title like Dan. But the tag title would be the other one, depending on what teams are, are going. All right. Well, you will get FTR versus the acclaimed this Wednesday. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a neat and tidy match, but. Okay, we also have a ton of crazy gimmicks, catchphrases, things that are left of center when it comes to wrestling traditionalism in AEW. Which do you think is a gimmick that helps? And which is a gimmick that you think is hurting right now when it comes to anybody just turning on a dynamite or a rampage? And which one, which one stands out for you as a yay, this is great, and a boo, not so much? Joe is already laughing, so he's got an idea. <laughs> Let's hear it, pal. I'll give you one name that answers both questions. Orange Cassidy. Really? Yeah. I think okay. I, lo I love Orange Cassidy. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I get the character. But you, you, know, like you even look on the, face the SNME Facebook page, and that's a polarizing figure like because there's guys or people that like him like me then there's people that hate him <laughs> and it's like you know uh, the, again that i think that's one where if you're like a let's call it quote unquote a wrestling purist you're going to be like what the hell is this if you could sort of expand your horizons a little bit 
I think you get the, the character and you understand what it's about. So that that to me, Orange Cassidy can either hurt or help you. Dan, how about you? Which gimmick do you think helps and which gimmick do you think hurts? It's easier to do hurts first. It always is easier to do that. But there's a couple in AEW where if I was just coming to this product for the first time and I happen to see these, I would turn it off. And that's Jade Cargill because I cannot <laughs> buy. I cannot, I cannot buy into Jade Cargill. In Even now? Nope, even now. Wow. There's nothing. I there I mean, she's got a look and that's it. She's and for those that don't know, ring. Dan the is promos. has not been a Jade Cargill fan since day one. I'm almost thinking it's personal. Like maybe you maybe you have never met her. We've had no we've had, <laughs> no, it's not like no bow wow, no. Not at all. I just don't I just don't dig her. I just don't dig her. And my other one in terms of gimmicks that again makes me want to turn it off instantly is house of black i'm just so tired of house of black it's the same old lights out darkness mumbo jumbo promo like i said if i didn't have to review the show if they came on i'd be turning it off because that's that's it that's it for me now as for who i like i would have to say that i i actually do look forward to mjf now that he's back solid in the title position as the champion i i mean it took a long time to get here but i really do think he's a solid good figure to keep as your main focus and again it's someone that's homegrown you can build him up it's not a an older star like jericho or, or even moxley to that degree i would say but i love the fact that mjf is on there um he's i would honestly i would say he's probably the main guy that i look forward to every week because there's lots of other guys i like but i just don't like samoa joe i love samoa joe but i just feel he's caught in this weird kind of wasteland right now and i do like the king of television but i also feel at the same time he's floundering and you brought up the um when we were talking about the belts the roh ones I agree. It's kind of weird having them in there, but I understand why they're there because Tony Khan wants to keep it visible until he figures out what he's doing. But I have to say, even having Jericho as ROH champion, I don't know if that really brings people to it that much. So I'm Mike McGuire. You're hearing Dan, the mouth Lavransky and Joe Aguinaldo. You can hear them every week, by the way, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash SNME radio. They do our AEW dynamite review, which you can check out the entire show for now. Fellas, we're going to wrap up this segment here on uh, AEW just on what we see on TV. I will let you delve in a little bit into backstage on this if you want, but the question is, what is on your AEW wish list top item for 2023? What is one thing you would like to see happen in that company? Joe is waving his arms in the air like he he just don't care. So, yeah. Joe, give us your wish list item for AEW in 2023. More focus on the women's division. Now you have some really good women like Soraya, like Tony Storm, like Ruby Soho is back. I want to see them get more TV time and better angles. Mouth, how about you? Well, mine is more of, of something that I think I, I thought was really cool when they first announced it, when the promotion started. But now three years in, I think it's a bit of a joke. And that's the ratings, the ranking system. Hmm. Get rid of it. Like, just pretend it's not there. Like, it just. They already do just, pretend like it's not there. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. But then, yeah, but then you have Excalibur, like, oh, well, this person won 25 matches on Dark. And it's just like. Random guy know. who's not in the company gets a like, TNT on, title match like, this well, week. That's, like, like, yeah, exactly. Like, AR Fox. I'm like, like, come on. I mean, like, this is out. And I, I really don't like that. That really drives me crazy. And they do it all the time for the titles, for these low end titles, like the All Atlantic and the TNT. It's like. They just toss someone there. It's like, what? I haven't even seen this guy on the TV hardly at all. How can he be ranking for a title shot? So honestly, 
that any kind of idea that there's any kind of system that determines these matches that needs to just be dropped altogether, I think. And the House of Black need to take an extended vacation. <laughs> Jade Cargill in the Caribbean. Somewhere. Oh, my gosh. Okay, can I give you guys mine? Yes. Yes. Because I already gave it to Joe last week, but I've already said it and I'll say it again. Like love or hate each other. There is a gigantic stack of money left on the table. If Punk does not come back and get one match involving the elite. I'd be into that. I thought we weren't going to talk about. I backstage. said we could go a little inzy. I said we could go a little inzy on this one because this is a wish list thing. Honestly, I want a CM Punk farewell match. That's what I want. You know what? No, I don't. I don't want wow. the guy anywhere near the promotion. Come on. The guy had the silver spoon in his mouth. The guy wanted to build a promotion around him. And what does he do? He goes out and craps all over it. Like, come on. The guy deserves nothing. And I honestly, I don't know. It would have, I suppose it's a draw to have him go against the elite, but I think it's worse to bring him back and set the precedent that you let this guy come back after he basically insulted your company in front of the press and just acted like an idiot. And plus, he gets hurt almost every single match where I don't <laughs> honestly, I see no, no, sorry, Mike, but no. Wow. Remember when I crapped all over your wish list item mouth? <laughs> oh, wait, that didn't happen. <laughs> It's not. It's a dangerous wish. I'm sorry, Mike, but it's a dangerous wish. Oh, well, the genie ain't coming out of the bottle anytime soon anyway. So there you go. Dan the Mouth Lebransky, Joe Aguinaldo. You can catch them every week. All Elite Weekly, patreon.com slash SNME radio. Fellas, thank you so much. All right. Anytime, Mike. Up, guys, out. Still to come, we're going to take a look at some of your feedback on this subject. What are you liking about AEW on TV? And what do you think could use some help? Some of your feedback from the SNME radio Facebook page. Plus, we are coming down to the best of and worst of. We'll tell you how you can get involved all on the way on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Sunday night's main event is brought to you by Great Lakes Beer, a fiercely independent brewery. Black as night, light as a full moon, deep in character. Little is known about the guardian that protects the Great Lake Stout. His nobility is as thick as his mustache, which belies the essence of the beer he defends. Through this mystery, what one can gather is, with this traditional dry stout, you'll finally vanquish the illusion that dark means heavy. Congratulations. You just found your new session stout. Find a selection of Great Lakes beer at your local LCBO or order online at greatlakesbeer.com. You're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. Welcome back. Just a few minutes left here on Sunday Night's Main Event. I'm Mike McGuire, and we were talking with Dan the Mouth of Ransky and Joe Aguinaldo, as well as Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer, about AEW, their rating struggles, what we're liking and what we're not liking about it. And so we threw it out to you, the SNME Radio family, on our Facebook page. What's wrong and what's right with AEW on TV for you? Mike Malawani says, what's working? The matches, for the most part, anything in terms of matches presented on Dynamite and Rampage has been acceptable to great. What needs improvement are promos. While the odd promo has hit a home run, you can tell these promos are not cleaned up at all. MJF promos feel like they're about three to five minutes too long and lose their steam. Jade's promo from last week's Dynamite just fell flat. Tighten things up, and AEW can truly be 
an elite product. Robbie Baggs says the match quality and production value is generally very good. Biggest issue is the size of their roster. Johnny says, I just like having an alternative. AEW is less PG. More nights a week to catch wrestling shows is a bonus. Whereas Martin isn't quite as optimistic. He says, outside of MJF, there's really nothing I actually like about AEW. MJF is awesome and is on another level compared to anything else on the show, but it's not enough to make me tune in every week. I'm going to catch his stuff on YouTube afterwards. Rob Kempton says what's working. MJF story angle, even though it's been going on for months and still continues, it's been entertaining the whole way through. Straight up great matches. And of course, Jericho is on Rob's favorites list. He says what's not working. Way too many matches just thrown together for the sake of it with no story. Title shots coming out of nowhere. Yeah, we talked about that. A bloated roster and... I guess uh, Rob just doesn't like Tony Khan himself. Find him extremely unlikable and cocky. Same feeling for AEW hardcore fans. Yeesh. Our buddy Dax Xavier Josiah says, What works? The match quality. What doesn't? Some of the recent booking. Devin Axtman says, What works? is match quality. Don't think I need to add much, but an average dynamite is usually unbelievable TV. What Devin doesn't like, too, is the promos. He says, MJF hits a walk-off Grand Slam every time. You also have guys like Mox acclaimed, the storytelling. They don't insult their audience watching every week. Things flow together as they continue for stories for the most part, but what doesn't work, matches with no buildup. Too many themed shows and Rampage being an afterthought, and I hate MGF's new themed belt. Oh, that belt! You know, I gotta say, when you see it in the right light, it's like, okay, now I get what they're doing. But yeah, that belt does not translate well on TV at all, so hopefully they manage to lighten it up or, or something i don't know anyway i want to thank you all for your feedback as always you're great to hear from and we continue the discussion every single day snmeradio.com is where you can find all our social links and free editions of this here show that does it for me friends i'm mike mcguire thank you for joining us this week we'll be back again next week thanks for listening and letting me do what i do play safe drive safe i've been seeing you Thanks for finding Sunday Night's Main Event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio.